All right, hope everybody's doing good. We are back with another edition of Casey Music Talk. Today, I have a drummer in Kansas City, uh, Bree Plaster, how you doing? I'm good, how are you, Rob? Pretty good. Good to see you. So yeah, so, um, so I think I met you um, probably at uh, Brian's gig. Yep. You know, and, uh, and I remember, uh, you know, you were, you were just playing drums and you were like, keeping up with those guys easy you know and I was on it was crazy yeah they're they're yeah. a cool band but I remember you know watching you and you're just keeping up with them like no nothing you know and so I was definitely impressed and um so like when I when I was talking to Brian one time I think he just in brief fashion just uh, mentioned a little bit about your dad, you know, mm -hmm. that he played, just that he played in the symphony and he, you know, it was a lot of people, uh, yeah. let, let's start this off. Like, like, tell me a little bit about, about your dad and how he like, if he influenced you or whatever. Oh yeah. He was, um, a percussionist in the Kansas City Symphony for 45 years. <laughs> he, he retired, uh, six or seven years ago, mm -hmm. right before the new hall opened. And, um, so, I mean, he went to UMKC mm -hmm. and, um, played percussion and then he ended up playing he was an extra with the orchestra and got the job his senior year in mm -hmm. college and then he played gigs he had a band he played gigs around town and um but yeah I grew up and he would teach drum lessons at his home studio so I'd mm -hmm. sit at the top of the stairs and listen to drum lessons mm -hmm. and I went to every concert he used to play all the starlight shows mm -hmm. uh, all the ballets operas I've been going to shows since I was not born yet mm -hmm. <laughs> my mom's tummy I right right so hearing uh, it in utero yeah and know. just listening to drum lessons my entire life you know in the house and and yeah he's my biggest influence and we're mm -hmm. two peas in a pod so mm -hmm. we get each other yeah that's yeah. cool yeah so yeah the that that has just plain been a theme on the show so far is that it, you know i've asked everybody and they were like well music was accidentally in the home like all over the place mm -hmm. and then all these people 30 years later are playing out in public and, yeah. and there's there's got to be a correlation there. Right, I mean, think? by osmosis mm -hmm. and, you know, just the feeling it gives you too. I mean, mm -hmm. it's like, you know, it's like if I grew up in a house playing sports, I'd probably be playing sports, but mm -hmm. I didn't. So yeah, it is yeah. what you are, who you grow up with. Mm -hmm. you know? yeah. Just it's how it works. Sure. I'm just happy with music. And you know? said he was a teacher too, right? Oh, I yeah. mean, so I'm sure, yeah. you know, just even listening to him talk about music mm -hmm. and the verbiage and all, right? I oh, mean, yeah. And he was so cool because he was kind of a therapist to his kids too. And I could mm -hmm. see, because he was just, he, I mean, he could go through the books and have any kid just playing like a monster, mm -hmm. but he was also just asking what they did at school or if they had a bad day, he mm -hmm. knew how to make them feel comfortable yeah. and they could ask him anything. And it was really fun to see my dad mm -hmm. help a lot of kids get through that part of it. Right, so, right. Yeah. Because some teachers are kind of daunting, but. I saw the side of him where the kids really love to come hang out with my dad. Sure, cool. yeah, yeah, and that that's like a thing that I have been thinking about lately because I'm obviously teaching too. Is is mm -hmm. the the wanting them to play, but you have this whole other like kind of all all the the benefits that we all know about the non musical benefits to music and and even even just the sitting there being the role model. You know, it's it just, a big part it, it's a it. big part, right? Mm -hmm. And I, I've, I've been trying to, you know, trying to balance that because I, I love psychology kinds of stuff too. And so yeah. like, I, 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 my problem is I know, I know that 
most of the reasons why they can't get this right now is something psychological mm-hmm. that I, I can trace it back to something. And so I have a hard time that I want to talk about that. But now I'm like verging a life coach yeah. instead of music teacher. Yeah. So you what do you think? Be, of it? You got to be lighter, kind of light about it. Cause, mm. cause if somebody is struggling, you know, what I'll do is get their mind off of it. I'll ask what they had for lunch that day. Mm. And then and magically they'll be able to play whatever that what mm. passage is. Cause I have a few students too. And, but you, just get them off of the, whatever their path. Cause you can tell when their brain freezes up on mm. a passage or whatever. Mm. So you just get them off of there for a minute. But my other most effective tool that I just came up with is with teaching is breathe. It's just stop and relax mm. and breathe. And yeah. then that was helpful too. Right. And to make it fun for them. Make it not so, and be positive reinforcement. Be like, that was yeah. so awesome. I know you can play it like perfect the next time. Right. And just pop, being positive. That's, being yeah. positive and fun is such a big deal with lessons. Mm-hmm. Otherwise. Yeah. Because the drill sergeant thing, I mean, we, we have to have some of that. It doesn't work feeling but, musician people. It doesn't yeah, work. That's true. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And yeah, and that's, that's probably the whole key to it is you've got, I mean... You know, if, if you don't ever do a scale, then they just suck eight years later. They play the same, but they're never going to want to come back unless yeah. you have all that. It's got to right? feel good, too. I yeah. mean, and have confidence to be able to play, mm-hmm. to learn the hard stuff. Mm-hmm. And when you can get the hard stuff down and be confident and have fun at the same time. It's a, man, it's a delicate balance. Yeah, It right. really is. Yeah. And you said something else interesting, too, about just the maybe the feeling that they have the the overwhelming feeling of their they're freezing or you're mentioning that they're they are getting frustrated or something and so so your thing is to just kind of get off of it for oh, a yeah. second and then come back to it talk about something completely different mm-hmm. if you just ask them what they have for lunch that day right. you'll be amazed mm-hmm. <laughs> when you get back it'll yeah just to, like just stop the it's like it's like with animals. Like yeah. you just gotta like if a dog's going for something, you gotta like tell the brain to do something else. Yeah, we are wired the same way. That's interesting. Yeah, yeah. that's cool. Mm-hmm. So, um, so when you were, so when you were young, like before you got into the gigging world, like what what did you do to get up to that ability? Like were were like were you taking lessons? Did you like how did you what what happened like before your twenties sort of yeah. or, you know, or whenever you started? Yeah, I you know I don't even remember exactly when it happened. I remember I wanted to be in school band, mm-hmm. and I, I don't know it was fourth grade or fifth grade, mm-hmm. and for, I didn't know what I, I had no idea what I was doing. But my mom played violin, mm. and. Um, and so I tried violin for first, mm. and that was a nightmare. I, was, I think it was like three minutes, nothing wrong with violin. It was like three weeks in, and I just was not very good at it. I was like, and so I just picked up some drumsticks, and, and Dad just kind of showed me some stuff, and, and yeah. then I was just in school band, and I just learned from Dad, you know. And the funny part is, is I don't know how I, I took piano lessons younger, like second grade. Mm, okay. So I learned to read music yeah. playing the piano, so drum lessons with my dad were more like we would end up laughing like if we play a duet together we just laugh too much so right. i ended up just having to wing it yeah, a lot because because i already knew how to read music and i knew the deal and right anyway so <laughs> yeah no that's <laughs> and funny. see and see that's the deal is a, another theme that i've had is that somebody did something like in second grade and then this progression keeps happening and then maybe right. you try a violin and it's like whatever and then you finally find yeah. your your love or whatever and and because that because that's the other thing too is that you, you you just mentioned it i learned how to read 
-hmm. or you, you learned something about listening from your dad, yeah. just being around it, and then you had even more knowledge with the piano, yeah. then when you finally, what, what did that, you know, what, did you feel there was much learning curve at the drums? When you finally got to the drum, you know what I'm trying to say? Right. Like, yeah. Well, then it just became, I don't know, it just kind of happened. Mm -hmm. Like, I didn't, I didn't really take lessons ever. Mm -hmm. Like, I mean, just from dad. Right. I mean, when I, I just played in band, I just kind of did it. Like, it was yeah, a really not, cool. it was not a normal way of doing the learning. Yeah. But whenever there was something hard, I'd be like, hey, dad, how's this going? And he'd play it for me. I would have a hard time reading it, but if he could play it for me once, then I could play it right. perfectly. But yeah. so it, it was kind of a struggle not learning, you know, the custom way of learning drums. Mm -hmm. it, it tripped me up a little bit in college and other things. Right. But I got through it. Yeah, yeah, sure. <laughs> but I, I think that's probably how old school, old school people learn. Mm -hmm. 18, 20, 17, you know, is oh, yeah. they, they didn't necessarily maybe get lessons and they kind of just right. figured it out and had all this like uh it's a word you, uh, the osmosis from mm -hmm. years of and then all of a sudden wow and you just, just kind of yeah and just and i just kept doing it because mm -hmm. it was fun and i was pretty good at it and that's cool yeah yeah <laughs> so like and, and so so right there in so you you played in band so so tell me a little bit about band what, what did you do because i know you guys don't just do trap right oh yeah like it, from grade school you know high school i mean Grade school, like everybody's playing the snare drum or the bass mm -hmm. drum, that's it. And so then high school, you know, then you're marching band, you're playing the snare drum, cymbals, mm -hmm. and playing orchestra, you know. But I think now kids have to be able to play the bells, which right. I think is genius because I think for drummers, and you drummers out there should learn how to play piano. Mm -hmm. <laughs> because mm -hmm. when you get into a band later on, or even if you don't, but you understand melody, you're not just yes. doing the rhythms. Yeah. And you have to, if you're going to be playing with other people, you need to learn, you know, you understand what melody is. Mm -hmm. So with band, I think that kids now, younger kids have to play the bells too. So they have to learn. Sure. Which I think is, I mean, it's a piano is a percussion instrument. I don't know if anybody knows that. But, but yeah, so, um, but yeah, and then there was high school jazz band, mm -hmm. which is where everybody started playing, you know, the kit. Yeah. But there was too many drummers, but I know how to play piano. So I played piano all four years. Oh. So I would just, I never even took like drum set lessons. Yeah. From my dad or anything i just kind of did it yeah and i think I, I was in a couple high school bands for a little bit you know just on the side but mm -hmm. that that's was fun it. yeah so but but that's kind of big so you did so even in high school oh you, wait i have to go back yep. junior high school i was in the itty bitty blues band at school i it, i can't believe i forgot that um i had a teacher in seventh grade he put together a little blues band mm -hmm. and that was the first time it was the itty bitty blues band wow. john seltzer put together an after school uh, blues program oh. and so that was the first time i actually that's played. fun so that was with the school though that wasn't mm -hmm. on your own yes yeah, that was with the yeah. school that's cool itty bitty blues so band. we even, even made a video Ooh. oh yeah so even at seventh grade then you had already started your mm -hmm. whole band like at, in an in an actual right Rock, blues kind of style band yeah. yeah see that's cool mm -hmm. and then high school you sounded like you got a little bit more like experience or whatever playing in another so they were like combo style right with like four piece or something oh, right yeah. yeah yeah and then like a couple rock bands here and right, there right. And sitting in you know mm. at weddings or whatever yeah that's cool <laughs> yeah 
because I'm always I'm always fascinated the big progression of what happens uh, with with anybody is especially the public is all they see is this monster on stage mm. you know shredding people's faces off but they don't see all the stuff that happened right. before then you know the 19 bands this person was in until right. they f found the right one <laughs> yeah. you know and yeah. they, and they don't understand how far that crap goes back oh yeah and know? boy if we all could just sit down and write a book it'd be the best fun reads ever mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah well that's cool so so what one thing that I've been fascinated by is kind of the role of everybody in the band and especially with uh, I'll give an example myself with our band if, if I had like a five-piece country band there there's kind of the rhythm section and then my role is like totally different from theirs you know my role I, I view my role as like the color on top of this the color of the train Mm -hmm. I'm not the train, they're the train, but I'm like making this thing look really pretty. That's my point. Yeah. But so I'm really fascinated by like bass players and drummers about how they view like what they're supposed to be doing on stage. Mm -hmm. What what do you think about when you're talking about like being the drummer in let's say a like a rock band or a blues band? What what do you think about with that? As far as the role, I mean, obviously to, you know, keep everybody in line you know, mm -hmm. with the rhythm and not, don't speed up or slow down, you know, we're kind of the time keepers, mm -hmm. you know, kind of the mom keeping everybody on the playground. <laughs> and, uh, well, you know. Well, with musicians, I mean. They, but, you know, sometimes I'll get out of control, you know. I'm sure over the years I'm like, oh, man, I need to play with the metronome. I'm getting pretty good at, at it all this time. But, um, but that's, I mean, that's the primary, primary thing that a drummer should do mm -hmm. is, Make sure everybody's got a solid foundation to play off of. Mm -hmm. Because if they're back there just going, blah, 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 like nobody, you gotta be mm -hmm. able to feel the groove, period. You got, the drummer's gotta set the groove. And, you know, and be able to rein people in if they don't know where they are. Set them up. If it's like, okay, we're at the end of the verse and you set them up mm -hmm. and just help people out, you know, like if they get lost. You know what I mean? That's a mm -hmm. big that's a big deal too. Or like, hey, we're going to the course. Whack! Then one, yeah. you know? Mm -hmm. Like let it just kinda we're all kinda there to just keep everybody on track. Yeah. You know. But I also the way I play, I like to be a lot of the color too. Yeah, right. and, and I play off of other people. Just the tiniest little things that somebody goes the guitar player, do 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 and I'm like, I'll go do do you know, mm -hmm. about subtle color too. You know, right. just back there freight training it yeah. you can have fun too and be color is just sure. as well and which is that's my favorite part is mm -hmm. to do be both yeah sure yeah and i wasn't suggesting that i'm the only person oh no i didn't mean yeah. that i was just saying yeah as far as my role i said you know put some color in there but don't don't overdo it mm. as a drummer yeah <laughs> and that that's kind of why i wanted to bring this up is because that that is a big thing like and I, i've used this analogy before is that my one of my things is like fells and you just mentioned Phil's, and, and so we'd have an eight piece with steel, lead guitar, violin, rhythm guitar, bass, drum, you know, and so on those little spaces, right, you have sing, 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 space, sing, 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 space. See, on those spaces, we got drummer filling, bass player filling, rhythm, lead, steel, and violin all filling on that little spot. And it's just, you know, it's just nonsense, it's you know, it's real messy mm -hmm. and, and it's muddy. And so, you know, 
I don't know what you feel about this. Do you, it's really like the drummers that are, that are giving this monstrous fill like every four bars, you know, and that drives me nuts. <laughs> Why are they working so hard? Well, you know, <laughs> so, so my theory, and I'm not a drummer, you can correct me on this, but I would, I adjust my playing for the different situations, you know, so yes. you have like me and my buddy, guitar, violin, duo, there's a crap load of space there. You know, I can play like yeah. all the time and it's still not going to cover him up. But now I'm sitting in my eight piece and I'm like, playing three little spots the entire song mm -hmm. like at all yeah. a solo and then two mini fill mini fill and I'm out yeah or intro solo <laughs> end and I'm out right I literally right. am standing there the whole time because I'm trying to give them room like do you adjust yourself for like what group you're in or how do, how do you look at that? oh yeah you totally do you know it, and it goes from me being a studio musician to being in like the, the Ruskin Quartet mm -hmm. like you have to you have to play the music. You've got to play the room, and you got to play mm -hmm. with the people. Like it's it is, you have to be intuitive with that. Otherwise, mm -hmm. you're gonna be like that person playing in the same you know big field all the time. Mm -hmm. But um, like studio musicians, if you ever listen to any recording, every, the drummer is just straight as an arrow, mm -hmm. and the fills are like doom doom crash. Yeah. And that's it. Mm -hmm. That's it, because mm -hmm. it lets the music shine, mm -hmm. but he's putting the most tasty stuff where it needs yes. to be. Yes, And And when you're playing with just people who are doing it for fun or, you know, or art gigs, mm -hmm. you know, everybody likes to show off a little bit, sure. because that's music. We, you know, egos, there's, there's such a range, you know, of ego, and I've seen it all yeah. over these years, mm -hmm. and I really don't care. Like, mm -hmm. I don't... I don't think I have any ego at all. I'm just there to have fun and, mm -hmm. you know, and I don't put up with people who do have egos. That's kind of hard, but, you know, you can you can deal with it. But, yeah, I don't even know. What, where are we going with that? Yeah, but... I got the, lost with, in with it, the, but... With putting too many fills and playing, and that's one thing that you gotta I... Be, you got to be mindful of your, yeah, what's going on. You got to listen to everybody is mm. the key. Mm -hmm. Don't listen just to yourself, mm -hmm. and don't listen for the next fill coming up. You got to right. listen to what everybody else is talking about. It's having a conversation, and everybody's mm -hmm. like, whoa, 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 and you're like, no, man, just listen to what they said for a minute. Right. Just hang back and listen. Yeah, that's. And that's the most enjoyable part for me is to hear somebody do something beautiful. Mm -hmm. You know, like, oh man, did you hear Rob play that? Whatever, whatever he did, right. it was awesome, man. Right. And I'll put a little crash into that because that was mm -hmm. cool. You know. Yeah. But. It takes restraint when you want to just show your stuff, but mm -hmm. sometimes that's not fun just showing off all the time. Play mm -hmm. along, man. It's more fun to play along. Yeah, with the other people. It just yeah, and and that's one thing I will say about about you, especially when I was watching you with Brian, is that you you don't go plow over everybody, you know, volume wise and yeah. putting in a thousand fills and like me, 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 you know, you, yeah. you don't play like that, you know, and there's other drummers that do, but yeah. that was, that was one thing that I wasn't impressed by listening to you is that you just, you know, you, you, you just do whatever, what you just said is just yeah. don't play over everybody. Yeah. All the I time. think being tasteful is a really mm -hmm. wonderful place to be. You know, and as a listener, I don't want to hear somebody playing over everybody either. Mm. Even if you're not a musician, you're like, ah, what is going on up mm -hmm. there? But being a musician, that's when I'm just like, oh, you try not to have like that face, like you're, you're like, mm -hmm. shut, you know, shut mm -hmm. it. But yeah. as, as a listener, they don't want to hear that either. You know, listeners want to hear, you know, 
everybody playing along together, not somebody showing off all the time and stepping on whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that, that's good. So, I mean, it's not just all about you, or the it's not all about the band. It's about the listener. It's about mm. the club owner. Mm. You know, unless you're playing in your basement, do whatever you want. But mm-hmm. there's a lot of other people that you're influencing, right. and it should be in a positive mm-hmm. way, not like, look at me. Yeah, that happens a lot. I mean, you, you mentioned the ego earlier. I was smiling and laughing. I mean, we have we have a lot of it. I mean, it's really hard to not have... It's really hard to not have this much of an ego when you're when you're a person that performs, yeah. but there's probably a balance there, right? I mean, yeah. you, you gotta have a little bit of it, but you know, we have so many people that want to make it me, 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 mm-hmm. and um, I I think I r- probably run into that a little bit where I, I try to be so hypersensitive to that that I probably go too far the other way, and there's right. times when I'm playing like a screaming solo that I need to take over. It's my time. Yeah. But then we're back on verse three and I need to back the hell off. Yeah. You know, like, so like, do you think there are probably some drummers that could, could actually come out too? I mean, there's, there's all sorts of people in the world, I guess. Probably the, I mean, you would say the more, would you say the more, the problem that is more prevalent is people playing too much in general? Yes. Yeah. And, you know, um, and I, I want to go back and say, there's a lot of, co- it's, you can have confidence, but not arrogance. Yeah. And I think that is a really important thing to think about. Right. You know, to be confident in your playing, mm-hmm. you know, you do the work and you're confident when you show up, you know, but ego takes over when you're like, oh, the, somebody's looking at me. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, just be confident and have fun. You don't have to be arrogant too, you know, right. but it's hard, it, you yeah, know, know, there's, as creative people, you know, I don't know what takes over, you know, yeah. for us to feel that way. But, um, oh my gosh, what was the question again? No, no, yeah, that's it. But that's probably a better way to say it. That's what I was, I guess, trying to, the, mm-hmm. the little tiny arrogance is probably not arrogance. It's probably yeah. confidence, a better way to put it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So I, I know I, I've just always been really fascinated by that of people knowing when to play, you know, when you need to throw in this monstrous mm-hmm. fill or when you shouldn't throw in right. a monstrous fill or, um, also, what like do you do you ever so let's uh, think of another drummer question. So what I always find funny is when you have kind of a boom chuck type of a song. But I was thinking the other day that I mean you could you could throw a bossa over that. Mm-hmm. You could throw a real just march boom chuck. You could throw a train beat over that. Like there's a whole bunch of stuff that. Yeah. Over oh, this, yeah. you know, you know, what do you like? How do you figure out which one you need to do when no, when nobody's really giving you direction? You know, that's the fun part, and for me, I just I'll I'll, hear, I'll just let them play for a minute, and mm-hmm. whatever I feel is what happens, mm-hmm. and it always works. Yeah. And it's an, I don't know if that's an intuitive thing mm-hmm. or just, it's just a feel thing. And if, you know, but I've met drummers, we're all so different. I've met drummers who need to know exactly what's happening. Yeah. Like, you tell me what beat to do. And I'm all like, cool, man, just start playing. I'm like, oh yeah, this. And it's just whatever feels best to me. You know, I'm a feel player. That's just mm-hmm. how it is. But right. some people can't do that, which is totally fine because I can't do what they do. You know what I mean? But that's just you have to find who you are in it. Like if, mm-hmm. if you need, like, hey, somebody, can you just tell me what you want? 
me to play yeah. and that's more comfortable for them but me I'm like whatever man I'm like all floaty about it I'm like right, just start yeah. playing mm-hmm. and, and if I do something maybe I'll change it up if that doesn't work after a minute right. and and uh, but you just have to find out who you are in that but that's how I do it I just I'm just real loose about it and mm-hmm. I'll and, and I'll just kind of hear it almost immediately right. whatever it is yeah I don't know why just that's because you're 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 a listener and you're ear player. It's listening, you know. I mean, you you just listen real well. Yeah. The one that that is hilarious to me when I go to jams and the guy, the drummer, we basically set up a straight, and then he's like, "You mean da 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 da?" And I'm like, "No, mother, you know, it is not a sway. We are straight, and they just can't hear it." Well, and then there's know. also another thing, especially with jams like that. Not everybody plays a lot. And right. sometimes maybe they only know a shuffle. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like you really, especially they when can. there's an open jam, yeah. like, yeah, they're not being mean. I've, I've seen it. I've, they're not being mean or disrespectful. They're like, they just don't know, like, mm-hmm. how to switch it up. Yeah. And they get nervous and then train wreck. You yeah. know, in their mind, they're like, they're "Oh, I just know a shuffle." Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, especially at a jam, you just gotta smile and be like, "Cool, mm-hmm. man, we're gonna play a shuffle right now," and just deal with it. Mm-hmm. So everybody stays in it, kind of comfortable, you know. I mean, if it's like a group you've been playing with for ten years, you know. Yeah, sure. But if it's an open jam, you gotta be a little more flexible, unfortunately. Right. But, but some drummers just aren't experienced. Like I've been yeah. playing for t- over twenty years and mm-hmm. a billion different kinds of bands. Right. But some of these guys show up to a jam and they like play like twice a year at a jam, you know. So right. you just, you know, you just gotta, you just gotta, you know, breathe through it and be as nice as you can and smile. Right. <laughs> and be like, cool, man. And like, you know. and uh, and I don't know, think people are doing it on purpose. You know what I mean? Right. It's, and and like the another drummer thing that is funny to me is that because of my like conducting experience, I'm like hypersensitive of. I, and, and because probably I don't have to think about what I'm physically doing as much anymore, I'm, I'm going like, okay, we're on second verse, there's a chorus, you know, I'm sitting here in my head, okay, second chorus, then we have the bridge, then it's guitar, so, you know, and I'm like, da 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 da. Right. And, you know, everybody's up over here and the drummer's like this, right? <laughs> I'm like, dude, look up for your cue. You've been doing boom chuck for five minutes straight. Right. You've done just a couple of fills. You haven't really had, to, there's no stops. You just, you haven't had to do anything. Mm-hmm. At least, you know. Yeah, you got Oh, the song's done, man. you know, like cueing and stuff. It's kind of hilarious to me that, yeah. I mean, like, like Brian's band, there's also his type of a band. I mean, there's all sorts of crazy, like, cues and stuff you got to be oh, ready yeah. for with his stuff, right? Oh, and it's, that's what is most, the most fun is like, I mean, mm-hmm. some people just have to like do their eyebrow a certain way, and I know what's happening. Yeah. And I know mm-hmm. I was like, "Oh God, here we go!" You right. know, and especially for endings, especially at a jam, like keep your eyes open. If you drummer, you got to keep your eyes open. You got to mm-hmm. stop the song. Like right. you can't just keep playing. Mm-hmm. But you know, to teach somebody that, I don't know how you do that without being like, "Dude, you're you're gonna need to pay attention." You mm-hmm. know, there's no nice way to say like. Right, 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 yeah. <laughs> you know, because everybody cues a little differently too. You like, oh, yeah. like you just mentioned the, you know, the, the barely head turn thing, yeah. and then like I'll, I'll literally, you know, swivel my entire body, my eyebrows go up, you know, and then, so there, there's no possible way they can miss it. But somebody like a Brian, after you guys have played, 
you know, I don't know, six months in a row of the same song. Mm -hmm. And we all, you know, we all know that this big bridge is coming and he'll, mm -hmm. and it's that subtle and everybody knows, okay, boom, right. And that's, that's yeah. fun, right? When everybody's on the, oh yeah, it's a blast, you know, you know. but that comes with just time, you know, yeah. with the band. Right. And if you're like at a jam with five people you don't know, then, hey, let's have fun. This might be a really weird what weird ride you know yeah. and sometimes it's great sometimes it's not but everybody's up there doing it which is my favorite mm. thing right. even if it sucked at least they're up there doing it <laughs> so you know you gotta like you gotta put different ha hats on as a player mm. when you're in situations like that like the mama ray jam you know mm. like i gotta right. hey man i just smile the whole time because it's blast you have mm. no idea what's gonna happen right. you have no idea who's gonna get there and you just play it, man, and you just look at everybody like, cool, are we done here? Right. What? And that's what's cool that? about their jam is they, uh, you know, I mean, they threw a couple standards at me, which was fine. I, mean, I, yeah. I knew them and whatever, but, and then the very next song, you got 70-something, you know, and then, uh, and then, what's his face? Gary gets up there and does some, <laughs> you know, uh, you know. 40s, you know, Righteous Brothers oh, yeah. or something, you know, it whatever. It's all over the map. Yeah. And that's, you got, I mean... That's that's what that's what's fun for me. Mm -hmm. All over the map, you know, right. know what you're gonna get. That's exciting to me. Some people hate that, but I right. love that. So, what do you think about that of being a player? That see, I find that really, you know, I hate the I don't like the, using this word empowering, but the the for this, but like it's the idea of getting on stage and be like. Bring it. What, what do you got? Yeah, For, I love 40s that. 40s Righteous Brothers. You got you got uh, <laughs> yeah. St. Thomas. Okay. Yeah. You know, you got, uh, you know, 70s rock tune that I've heard a couple of times. All right. Let's, you know. Oh, yeah. Blues, Latin, it's, like mm -hmm. country. Like, I mean, isn't that pretty fun? I mean, it's to be a able to, be, to. You know, to be a chameleon like that. Like, mm -hmm. yeah. you know, and to have, you got to have, you know, all that basic stuff in your pocket, though. Right, you can't right. just show up and be like. I mean, that's years of me yeah. learning all this stuff because I used to suck at Latin. I mean, I still kind of suck at Latin. <laughs> I just kind of, I'm a queen of BS. I can BS through any gig pretty much, except for I'd never be able to play a metal gig. But I can get through most anything because yeah. I've had, I, you know, that's what that's what sparks me is kind of being scared about it. Mm. And you just and then you do it. It's like writing a paper the night before it's due. <laughs> right, like yeah. I, I thrive on mm, that. Some people funny. do not do that. Some people like to be prepared, but I'm like, right. so it just depends on who you are right. as a drummer. You know, you can because, do that or you can't. Because stuff like Samba, I mean, you, you can't just do that right now. I mean, that's, that's a pretty complex beat. Mm. It's tricky. I mean, you got to kind of have a little bit of the training beforehand. But once you do it, then you're like, yeah. I handle this. I'm ready for, you know, um, right. that's, that's so cool to me. And you mentioned something a little bit ago about being flexible with other people. And that's one thing that I need to keep working on myself because I'm, I'm always surrounded by so many really talented musicians. Mm -hmm. And that's one of the things that I need to keep remembering about open jams or about other players is that when I'm in my lessons, like I can handle a fifth grader, like just kind of, you know, figuring it out and kind of sucking a little bit and practicing or whatever. But there is something with me that happens when it's like a 40 year old and they're doing that same thing. There's something with me that I just like lose all patience and I lose, you know, and well, that sucks you know, for you. it sucks for me. And I, I know that that's like, there's some part of that that I need to like emotionally, like just get over and, yeah. and change. Um, but 
that's yeah so I understand because I I, it's taken me many years to get over it because it has nothing to do with me. It has everything to do with them. So, and you know, I finally decided, like in situations like that, I'm like, God, oh, this guy's such an ass, you know, mm-hmm. whatever. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, I'm not gonna let that person make me physically feel pissed <laughs> off because that makes me, they are not worth letting me my blood pressure rise. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it took a long time for me to be like, that dude ain't worth me freaking out over mm. he's just gonna be like that that's yeah. the way he is yeah good for him right <laughs> that is the only way you're gonna get through it because I I just won't allow any especially musicians we're all so fragile <laughs> you know with and we're so reactionary when somebody doesn't give a crap mm. or if they're being stupid or showy right. offy yeah. it's hard not to react to that right. and it's just but I don't let them do it anymore I, it, yeah. They don't get to, they don't get to do that to me. Right, that's how right. I I had to kind of internalize and be like, Dude, you want control over your own emotions. You have yeah, to. Yeah, yeah. Else it's going to consume you and the whole rest of the giggle stuff. Yeah, yeah. It's not. I I just don't let people like that get to me. You just yeah, can't. That's, you that's, can't, especially yeah. with music, because uh, music's such a feel. Like mm-hmm. I do it. To, it feels so good, but I'm not gonna let ruin you know a couple people mess it up for me. Yeah, and and. I, I'm definitely going to keep keep kind of working on that because um, we, we have all these different moments because like you go into a jam and it's like a, a whole different thing, right? I mean, the, these people, first of all, aren't in your band and there there is a acknowledgement that this, this jam is not for Miles Davis right now. I mean, this is for amateurs yeah. and they're practicing and hopefully they're, hopefully they're taking that attitude of, you know, I'm a like learning student right now. Like mentality wise that I'm coming to this jam I'm trying to get better I'm actually going home and practicing myself I'm you know so you're hoping that all of us sucked at one point right so you got to give them you know you got to give them some leeway that people haven't played you know 30 20 whatever years like we have so you got to give them flexibility but so now let's move that same type of idea of what happens when you're like in a band with that person where you know and now you have kind of a different later yeah, or, or even months later yeah. or whatever when, you know, you have any random thing that's, any random thing that's wrong. Like this guy has, you know, is not cueing or this guy is whatever the thing he is doing that's, so, so here's the question is what, what is the, what is the, let's see, it's, what is the deal breaker for you is kind of where, where I'm trying to roll my philosophical head with this because like so for an example is you know this band leader picks like three out of 50 songs that you really don't like as far as I'm concerned that's probably not a deal breaker for the band you know it's but you have like another guy in an extreme example that's this is the third gig in a row he's falling off the stage because he's too drunk right Right. that's a deal breaker you gotta cut him or leave or something um what when you see when you're not seeing eye to eye with somebody in a band like that, what is your deal breaker? Or how do you like handle stuff like that? Yeah, that's a that's a tough one mm. um, for people. But <laughs> I mean, there's certain things that when I was first starting to play in bands, you mm-hmm. know, like twenty some years ago, mm-hmm. where you kind of put up with more just mm-hmm. because you're like you're all just are you like oh I'm gonna play this shithole bar yeah right. Okay, right. You know, you just yeah. and you just do. Mm-hmm. You just do it because you don't know that there's something more than that. You're like, oh, I'm just doing this. We're playing out. This is awesome. Mm-hmm. But then you get old like me, and you're like, okay. So if 
I've been, I have been so lucky to have be, be, to be able to play with people that are like family to me. Like, I just, I guess, you know, I never got to a place where I was like, God, I, this person sucks or that musically that's not working because I wouldn't stick around. I, I wouldn't stick around. I would just be like, this is not working for me. It's just like any human relationship. Mm. If it's musically not working with a person, I mean, in the beginning playing, I would put up with it, but not, not after mm -hmm. all these years. Yeah. I mean, if somebody's being a certain way, you know, if it's not my band, I'm filling in or whatever. I, I don't have right. to say. Yeah. But if it's my band, then I'm gonna leave it. Mm. I will be out of there. Yeah. You, and that's just you can't. But you can't mm. do that if that's your livelihood. I'm. I've, I'm fortunate enough. I have uh, other ways I make a living too. It's right. not just music, which I think has made it easier for me to do that. And plus, I don't ever want to step on anybody's toes or hurt anybody's feelings. Because mm. it, it just what if the gig's not working? Mm. I. You know and. I have a really hard time telling people, you know, like, it's because you're a jerk and you play like ass. I know. It's, I'm not going to say that. Yeah, I will just, I will just remove myself from the situation. Yeah. And that's what's worked for me because most musicians aren't very confrontational. We're too wussy to be like, <laughs> but I've seen some who are and those oh, aren't, yeah. that's not fun either. Extreme opinion. But I just remove myself from the situation. I yeah. mean, even if I like the other players, sometimes when you hit a wall, you hit a wall. So it's, mm -hmm. a, it's, it's, there's so many combinations of things Situations. to do, yeah, yeah, yeah. but for me, I don't ever want to feel that way, so I just, I move on. Right, and so like I know just me personally with my students as well, I've, I've been contemplating this idea of how much control do I have over whatever, you know, over a student, over a band, over another person, etc. And obviously going through my 20s, you know, I was you know, just wrestling with this concept of how much control do I have over the situation and obviously <laughs> wanting to have a lot more control than I have over the situation. And mm -hmm. so that that's where I've been. And obviously in my 20s, what I was feeling was that, okay, so you have your, you have your two options. You do whatever you need to do to tell the person X, Y, and Z, nicely, not nicely, whatever. Maybe nothing happens. Or you just leave, you know, and you throw up your hands like this and you're like, okay, well, I'm just, you know, a give up quitter now. And, and you know, you gotta and, talk about it though. I mean, right. And you have to, you, you know. have to bring it up. Mm. But if you, yeah, like you said, if nothing, either they change or they don't, that's when you decide right. what you're going to put up with or not. Right. That's hard. I know it's, it's a really hard question. One of the, like I told you before we started, one of the questions that I wanted to get some answers to here for my, just personally for myself is cause that felt like. Because what I wanted the argument to be about, and this is more of a life lesson thing of dealing with people, I guess, is like what I wanted the point to be about is I might be able to drop my 470 page book about why I'm right right now, you know, on this situation. And I, and you know, that is irrelevant, you know, it's irrelevant and maybe that's a you know, definitely I've realized that in relationships before, you know, it doesn't like, matter, you know, bands like intimate relationships where it's like, it's kind of irrelevant if you're right right now, you may be, but you know, it's, it matters. And so I just felt like that what I wanted the point to be about is that they haven't changed. Right. You know, I wanted that to be the point. I understand differently now, but 
the solution that I keep hearing from people is you go find like-minded individuals and you just move on. And that's really all and you I'm can do. And I'm like, ugh, because you know. Because like, at the know. end of the day, I'm not going to change. You're not going to change. You know how hard it is for us to change, for somebody else to change? Mm-hmm. It's just not going to happen really. I mean, you can discuss it. It's not going to happen today probably, yeah, for sure. And, yeah. and eventually maybe, but yeah. I mean, you really have to find people that you gel with and, you know, mm-hmm. that's really it, you know. It's yeah. hard, I mean... Unless you need the money and you can just put up with things, right? That I mean, it's very circumstantial, but mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't yeah. put up with bullshit. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> and that that is that is a just, huge part. It doesn't part. feel good. So right. why would I do that? Right. And that is obviously this huge elephant in the room of of the fact that we make this our living, you know. And and so that's another thing that we've talked about in the show a lot is how musicians handle that dichotomy where we're you know we're kind of around making our hundred bucks a gig in Kansas City and it, it's not terrible but it's but it's you know yeah, maybe you could is. get your couple seven students and then but you have first of all you have all this time left in your week and I mean wouldn't you agree that pretty much every single one of us has our day job you know and oh, yeah and, and talk I, about that yeah, yeah. It, well I think You know, my dad never really had it, you know, he was a musician, but he played like a billion different kinds of music, you know, different venues and blah, blah, blah. But I always, I never wanted to make music my full-time job. And it it was, wasn't from Mm. anything that they told me. My dad was never like, oh, you can't be a full-time musician. They never did that. They were just like, be free and do what you want Mm. and will support you. But I knew music was so important to me emotionally that I never wanted to get mad at it for not making me money. Mm. And so you have to make that decision yeah. to where I've, I've tried a billion jobs in my life and I have a really, you know, I've found who I am and what I do for a living really works. Mm-hmm. And um, music is a, is a big part of it, you know, but I have other things that make me money. Right. And that, it just, it's, it just works out better so you're not so frustrated about music because music is a very volatile situation mm-hmm. and you know I think my dad back in the 60s was just making as much money as we're making now right, right. it's just not yeah. gonna get any better or different probably mm-hmm. so it's good to have another job to do plus you you know you won't get burned out on music I mean it's yeah, a win-win but make sure it's a job you know you know that's not gonna you know burn you out so when you go play your gig you're like well you know yeah that's true you gotta find yeah, a balance but I, like I keep I tell my niece and nephew I say keep trying things until you figure it out because mm-hmm. I didn't stop I mean I was a flight attendant know. I was a yeah. bartender I was like I want to try this I want to try this and then you find something that allows you to play music too right you know because you because that's a huge life lesson right there you may not know at 20 years old you know oh, yeah you, I had no freaking idea what I was right. doing when I was 20 but give yourself yeah. a chance and don't right. just settle Right. That's my advice to anybody in their twenties: don't mm. settle mm. for what's going on right now, because there's a billion other things you can choose. You right. Know? That's interesting. And and the other thing that you said that was good is about when you're in the band, if you have that, like, if you have that other huge day job. I mean, this is you know, this is a huge amount of flexibility you have. Now you don't have to obviously take that crappy situation. Right. You know, you've got this huge other thing, and and. That's definitely something that I've been running into with, with students, for example, is wanting a certain, at least up to a baseline of quality of a student. You know, baseline uh, interest from the parents, baseline interest from sure. the kids, and there's a whole you know, range in there, but the kids that are really hate this, and the parents are just 
making them or and but because I need the money I don't get to set my little yeah. you know set, set my standard there yeah. I I can't have a standard because I need right I need these four extra well, we students, are gonna so. have we're all gonna have stuff that we don't really like sure I mean yeah. if you can the way I define success is if what you're doing 90% of the time is awesome and there's 10% mm. of crap that's going to suck for all of us. Hopefully, it's not, you know, half and half. Mm. But if those few students that are frustrating are minuscule compared to the ones that are awesome. Right. I mean, I really have to... Perspective is humongous because one person will ruin my day out of all these other amazing things that happen during the day. And I just, I have to stop every day. And I'm peace, love, and joy. Mm-hmm. I try to be peace, love, and joy all the time because that's right. what, who I am. But man, you, I, when I really think about like those couple students that are frustrating and their parents or whatever, like that might be this much of it when there's all this other right, awesome. Right. Take the money, man. If you got going to make a couple bucks, have a couple little study kids, you know? Mm-hmm. Just, it's not all going to be perfect all the time, right. you know? Yeah. I do things sometimes I don't want to do, but for money, but a right. gig or whatever. Yeah. You know, it's hard to be choosy, but I'm making it work for me. Yeah, that's good. But man, I have worked my tail off to get here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, last couple things here. Um, one thing that I think probably if people were paying attention to this is they they notice that there's not if if there usually is females in bands it's a lot of lead singers mm-hmm. you know you see a lot of that actually but with all the other players in the band i think that's probably one thing that maybe other females would admire about you as being being a drummer and 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 do you do you have any any thoughts on kind of any you know females in the music scene or why there isn't as many males or you have any thoughts on that you know yeah when i was a kid, I never thought about it that way. Mm-hmm. I just knew that Sheila E. was the only one I could look up to. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she was it for me. Because, I mean, mm-hmm. but I grew up just loving drums, drummers. Mm-hmm. I never really thought about it until I started getting in a band. Like, I was like, I'm the only chick around here. Mm-hmm. Which is fine, because I right. love hanging out with the guys. Right. Guys are way more fun sometimes to hang around with. <laughs> you know? You know? I'm just kind of like a tomboy. Right. And yeah. it's just more fun. And we learned a lot from each other. Mm-hmm. But I was kind of the only girl around playing drums, especially back in the 80s, you know, in mm-hmm. bands. In, right. so I go to school band concerts of, you know, uh, drum students or whatever. And there's tons of girls back there oh, playing yeah. drums. Sure. So it's just, you know, it, it just like... A lot of jobs it music is a man's world at the mm. end of the day like you go to a recording studio you know but when you know not that but you I mean there's so many women in music over the years studio musicians oh, yeah. you know we're you know there there's been female musicians forever and sure. ever and ever doing amazing things oh, yeah. and um, you know it's just like on the news we get to hear all the negative crap but we don't get to see the good stories mm-hmm. you know like so I don't know why um, they don't really showcase women musicians mm-hmm. they are now and a lot more women are playing music right. and playing in bands and I see a lot more girls wanting to play the drums like I have you know I've had two girl drum students I'm like right on and mm-hmm. but it is it's one of those I, I've walked into a club my whole life I'm like oh are you carrying your boyfriend's drums I heard it all you walk I walk into it like a drum shop not here in Kansas City, Explorers right. is awesome. Yeah. But any other town, they're like looking at me like I'm an idiot, you know. And I'm like, you have no idea, like, you know, that 
I know what I'm talking about, you know. So, but I kind of got over it. Like, I don't let it affect me, you know. I was like, wow, you really can play. I'm like, cool, thanks, man. Because it's not, I mean, what else am I going to do? I'm not going to get mad. Mm-hmm. And I'm just going to show up and play the gig and, and freaking play the gig. Mm-hmm. And, know, and know what I'm doing. I'll show up on time. I'll play the gig as, you know, mm-hmm. as, as best people, I can. People notice. And, you know, they'll, they'll notice. And he, you if you it. can just show up and play your gig, it doesn't matter. I'm just, mm-hmm. I'm a drummer. Yeah. That's what I, but, you know, but it's inevitable. If people are going to, you know, I'm a girl drummer to a lot of people. That's fine. I, that's, you know, whatever, yeah. whatever works for you, mm-hmm. I don't care. It's, I think that's the best thing as a, as a, as a woman in this world is like, you have to get to a point where you just don't care. Not in a bad way. You're mm-hmm. just like, yeah. Yeah. And, but you know, when you can get up there and play the gig and just walk off the stage going, told you, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, it was almost for me, it was almost, I was, it was more empowering to be a woman at drummer mm-hmm. because it gave me, cause I like a little bit of a challenge. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, Oh, you don't think I can play, do you? I don't <laughs> you know, so but I don't ever, you know. But it's not a sticking it to them afterwards no, kind of an attitude no, that no, a lot, some just people might like, have. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm not yeah. sticking it. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. but it's more of a fun game. Like, right. it's just the way it is. You yeah. know, it's you know, it's a lot better now than it used to be for mm-hmm. sure. Because like, and and I would make a huge difference between like Billboard and then like the Kansas City like local scene, you know? Because yeah. Billboard, there's a ton of female. I mean, they they have oh, yeah. tons of female singers on on you know the charts and stuff. Um, but in the Kansas City scene, there's just you know not as many. Candace is another. I don't know if you know Candace. Oh yeah, Candace, you know, mm-hmm. good player, you know. And and there's there's people around. And and I was thinking too, even even an orchestra orchestra and band, there's girls everywhere. Yeah. You know, it's pretty fifty fifty I oh, would yeah. say, especially in we and so this is a funny thing that my mom was noticing is that so back in like I don't know, freshman year or something in orchestra, she was noticing that it's maybe like two thirds two thirds female, one third male in orchestra. Mm-hmm. But what's funny is when you get out into the pro scene, it it's almost, fl- it's not even opposite, but it's more like a 50-50 yeah. or worse, you yeah. know? Okay. So she was trying to make the, feel like maybe there's a correlation of some of the guys are, have a higher percentage of seriousness in there. I don't know if that would be true or not. I don't know how you'd be able to judge that through a study or something, but that's, that's what she got out of those numbers of analyzing that is that there's a higher percentage, but the guys that are, are in it are, have a higher percentage of really, you know, really in it, you know, really committed. So I don't, right. I don't have any, you know, I don't have any evidence for that. There's you probably know, but, so many reasons, but yeah, you know, but I was just noticing that. And, and also maybe it is true to something about the actual music that we're playing because what I'm usually playing is rock, blues, jazz, you know, and that'd be different from orchestra, mm-hmm. you know, it's just a different, like, and a perfect example would be orchestra, heavy metal, you right. know, I mean, just kind of a male-female thing is kind of just different there. There's more right. interest in heavy metal from the male side, yeah. and it's more half or something, right. I don't know. You and know. I never feel weird about that, because yeah, I do, cool. I'm like, we are different animals, I mean, mm. the way we feel about things. Mm-hmm. Men and women are just different in the way we approach stuff. Yeah. And yeah, like I hear metal, I'm just like, okay, 
You know, I'm like, it's so angry. I do you know? too sometimes. No, but, but whatever metal. floats your boat. But I know well, a lot of women who love metal, mm-hmm. you know? So, I mean, it is it is all over the board. Like, yeah. music is one of those things that you can be who you are and love whatever music you want or whatever instrument you play. Mm-hmm. And you can be that person. Like, there is no stigma, I don't think. You know, I mean, for people who maybe not be in the industry or are not musicians they'll have it they'll put something on you but you can be whoever you want and mm-hmm. it's, that's what I love about music yeah yeah you can be exactly who you want to be that's cool you know? yeah you're, you're right like, I mean that. what else where else can you do that mm-hmm. there's not really a lot of places you can do that except for entertainment business right. especially music yeah you can, be the, you can wear whatever you want you can do your hair whatever you want you can do freaking whatever you want man Drink how freeing is that yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But don't be a jackass and, mm-hmm. you know, be a right. professional and show right. up on time and don't get drunk, you know. Yeah. You gotta, you know, you gotta play the game too, but you get, you really, if you play your cards right, you can be who you want to be and play mm-hmm. with the people you want to play with. You're right. And it just enrich your life instead of being a pain. That's cool. Yeah, you're, you're, you're absolutely right about that. Mm-hmm. Um, so to fi- finish up here quick, uh, can, can you think of a crazy moment in the music business or a funny moment or a completely horrible moment or you know any, any kind of story yeah. or you know I haven't had a lot of horrible moments so mm-hmm. I'll be happy to tell you mm-hmm. but I will say and this this is this is a good one my dad the, the Moody Blues were coming to play at Sandstone mm-hmm. this was in 97 or something mm-hmm. and I was waiting tables at Grand Street Cafe in the plaza mm-hmm. and my dad's like hey we need an extra drummer you want to come play the movie blues show? Because they had an orchestra backing them. I was like, oh, yeah. So I'd love to. It was like mm-hmm. summer, all everybody's on vacation, you know. So, they needed mm-hmm. so my dad hired me. It was the first gig I got to play with my dad in that mm-hmm. capacity, backing up the movie blues. And so I was waiting tables at Grand Street Cafe. The band comes in for dinner the night before the show. The movie blues coming to Grand yeah, Street. Wow. And here I am. I had blonde hair. I think mm-hmm. it was permed at the time. Mm-hmm. And I'm waiting tables, and I go up. I'm like, oh. I'm playing with you guys tomorrow at Sandstone. And they're like, this chick is out of her gourd. But I'm looking at me like, this blonde, ditzy waitress <laughs> is crazy. And I was like, and then I started like reading off the set list. I was like, yeah, man, I can't wait to blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And it was hilarious. They just thought I was crazy. Mm-hmm. So anyway, so next day rehearsal, you know, before the show, we play at a rehearsal during the day. And they walk up, you know, because we do all rehearsal. And then they come in to do just the final. Mm-hmm. And they look up at me. I'm like, hi. <laughs> they're like, oh. Anyway, so that was funny, but it was a really memorable show that I got to play with my dad, mm-hmm. and it was it was one of the best gigs I ever played. And he gave me the and Dad let me play the gong part in Nights of White Satin mm-hmm. at the very end where you get to go. Wah. That's fun, yeah. So as far as a really cool gig, that was it. I got to play with my pop, and and uh, we had a great time. That's cool, yeah. Yeah. And that that is just hilarious, and I I've seen this so many times, especially at blues jams when. You walk in and you just, you know, you kind of look at a guy and you're like, okay, what, you know, some random guy. And then he gets up on stage and you're like, how'd that come from? Yeah. You know, he starts just shredding the crap out of it. And, and you, you were mentioning how sometimes, or I guess maybe I was thinking about, you know, like those first impressions and, you know, I, I probably wouldn't be in the exact same boat, but I, I kind of probably dealt with that a little bit when I got into town just because of my instrument choice. Mm-hmm. Definitely going to blues jam specifically, and people are like, oh, violin, right. Right. Really? You know, and, and, and you so, still hear it, you know. Yeah, and so you, and then, you, you know, I, I know what I can do, and I get up there and do whatever I do, you great. know, and yeah. it's, it's you know, fine and whatever, and, and so, but that's, you know, 
definitely a good a good lesson to don't judge a book by its cover but but also you know you I kind of don't blame people either they haven't I mean name me a funk violinist you can't because yeah. I can't name one you know yeah. I mean nobody that's yeah. not a thing you know so like and so that that's something that I don't blame them at least on my end I can't you know oh, can't yeah. say I'm on the female end but just on a violin coming into funk I mean that's cool, man. It is pretty cool, you know, but I don't blame people for, you know, having that first yeah. impression. It's just... Hey, and they can have it, but you get yeah. up there and you're thinking, they're like, that was really cool, man. You change cool, your mind, man. you know, yeah. You know, and if they still think it's weird, cool, that's that's on them. Right. I, sorry you feel weird, but oh, I, yeah. you know, yeah. I just don't mind, I don't mind them getting done and they don't like it. Yeah. That's different from them, them watching and going like, yeah, I played 30 years and you, you know it. <laughs> You just heard me. You know. You know that I could at least play this yeah. thing. It's just now a yeah. a, 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 a a preference difference, and that's just mm-hmm. is what it is. You know. You just don't like it, so I'm fine. Yeah. You know. Yeah. But uh, but that's cool. Um, yeah. yeah. I don't know. I guess uh, you know, two, two minute answer if you want. What well, What's the best piece of advice you would give to like a younger gigger, like a like twenty ish, you know, twenties year old person that's getting into this gigging scene? Right. Okay, you have to have an open mind. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, be responsible, show up on time, learn the material before you get there. You know, just be prepared because it feels better to show up prepared to a gig. You know, um, they're like, oh, we're going to play these tunes. Freaking listen to the tunes. Don't just show up and like think you can play through it because some t- songs have breaks and stuff you got to know. So just know your stuff and. Um, be kind to others because we're all in the same boat trying to make cool music and if we mess up we um you know be nice to each other and don't step on any toes and listen mm-hmm. and one of the things I always told my drum students was sometimes you're playing in a band that's not necessarily your favorite like if you're playing in a blues band you're like this is so boring you're like <sighs> but I told my drum student like one time we were playing something oh this simple beat and she's like Ugh. and I'm like here's what you sound like and I played like her. And I played the exact same beat, and I played it like a minute. And I was like, she's like, it sounded completely different. It was the same thing. I was just playing like I meant it. Yeah. Play it like you mean it. If you're bored to death back there playing this blues gig or whatever, everybody's gonna feel how boring, and they're gonna, this is boring. You're bored, and this is boring, and mm-hmm. I hate it. But if you're back to going, like this is the best gig mm-hmm. I've ever played, right. then the energy's gonna change, and everybody's gonna love it. So that that would be my advice for anybody starting out. Don't act bored. Be prepared. Right. <laughs> Play yeah. like you mean it. Yeah. Be prepared, and be and be open minded and nice nice to each other. Because that sounds we're like all a, very emotional in music, yeah. and that's just the way it is. So that sounds like an attitude difference. Uh-huh. Right. You you played with bored attitude or no matter what song this is I'm gonna play it awesome uh-huh. attitude right yeah, like I can play attitude. twinkle twinkle little star mm-hmm. the exact same way with a different attitude and you'll be able to hear the difference oh, yeah. it is it's so bizarre people don't believe it until you do it yeah and you go like oh my god it's amazing it's the best twinkle I've ever heard anyway it's a big deal. So that's, what, that's something you could do to your students. Like, you know, if they're like, blah, blah, blah. You like to play it like you need it. You know? Yeah, just, right. You don't have to yeah. like play it like a rock star. But right. just play it like you give a crap, you know? Right. It's a big yeah. deal. People, I, and people will notice yeah. the difference. I've heard a lot of people talk about that even recently on the show. Is that like, 
And, and I think that's what happens even, even at a jam is that they call a weird tune and you're like, you know what, I'm gonna, uh, Scotty McBee said this, I think when he got on his show is that he was like, I'm gonna play the crap out of this Mustang Sally. <laughs> yeah. I hate this song, but right. I'm gonna make it the best Mustang Sally you've ever heard. That's why I love Scotty. You know, yeah. yeah. And uh, that's my attitude. Even though I hate this song, I'm gonna shred your face off, and I'm gonna yeah. take a pot. I'm gonna take a. I'm gonna make this a good song, even yep. though I hate it. You know. And, that's uh, the, that is the that's the attitude. Right. And you know how much fun he had doing that. I probably a lot. Mm -hmm. You know, because he's probably laughing his ass off while yeah. he was shredding Mustang Sally. Well, he's... you gotta amuse yourself too when you're right. totally bored. Well, but, you he, know, he it just, works for everybody. He just drops, you know, dazed and confused in the middle of it. You know, I mean, That's, he's just quoting yeah, a million awesome. songs and stuff to uh, yeah. to amuse himself. But uh, yeah, Scotty's a Scotty's an awesome. Most views we've had on the show so far. Yeah, his his interview was good. And I told you we went to band camp when we were yeah, fourteen years yeah, old at Katie right. Band Camp. That's funny. I've known Scotty for a while. Yeah. He has way surpassed me on a lot of levels. <laughs> Musically. He's, 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 he's a, a great, monster and yeah, I love him. And yeah. he's such a good dude and amazing player. Yeah. yeah. So, hi, Scotty. That's cool. What's up, Scotty? <laughs> You're still a turd. <laughs> but anyway, uh, uh, so, well, there you go. Um, and you are, like you said, are, are you playing a lot with Mama Ray at her jam? Or are you um, kind of coming in and out? Or I'm, I'm there a, once a month. Once a she month? Has, okay, cool. She has a handful of drummers okay, that we sweet. rotate. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I play with Heather Thornton trio. Oh, okay. Yeah, cool. So I'm playing with her a few times a month. And uh, I play with a band called Kathleen Kunkler and the One Night Stand Band. It's an all-female mm -hmm. project. Cool, yeah. And everybody's got day jobs, like real, yeah. for real day jobs. And this is just a really fun project. We get together and do benefits. We're doing, like, the AIDS Walk benefit coming up in a couple months. Mm -hmm. They're raising a bunch of money for that, and 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 then whoever gives me a call, I'll go fill in yeah. or whatever, and yeah, that's cool. So I just freelance, but I I don't play a whole lot anymore because mm -hmm. you know. Well, three bands. Well, it used to be like seven. All right. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I used to kind of spread myself in a yeah. little bit, so I'm getting right. a little. I'm reeling myself in a little. Mm -hmm. So I'm not so tired. Yeah. Well, um, I don't know. I don't got anything else. I think that's that the show. Fun. Yeah, yeah. That was fun. Thanks yeah. for having me, Rob. This is a Bree, Bree Plaster uh, drummer here in town. So uh, we will be uh, back next time with another edition and uh, some more people talking about music stuff. So uh, thanks for coming. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Peace out, everybody. Yep. Have so fun. Take it easy. Get out of here. <laughs>